Hi, and welcome back to On the Shelf. Today we have a very special episode we can't wait to share with you all today, an author interview. And this one is even more special because this is a one-month anniversary interview. The book we're talking about today, Against the Stars, came out last month exactly, which makes it all the better. We hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to On the Shelf. Um, I'm very excited for today's interview. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to hand it over to the very special guest we have on On the Shelf today to introduce himself, introduce his book, and then we will get into the questions. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Christopher Hartland. I'm the author of Against the Stars. It is my debut novel. I'm a queer autistic writer based in the north of the UK, in West Yorkshire. Um, and Against the Stars is my debut novel. It is a young adult speculative queer romance set in a world where a company offers all over 16s the chance to have a short vision of a random point in their future. Um, we follow two boys, one of whom hates this technology because it's torn his family apart. The other decides to have one of these visions, which are called glimpses, and sees himself in an intimate moment with the other boy, which makes him realise maybe he isn't straight. And romance begins to blossom between the two while end-of-the-world vibes are going on around them. Interesting. Well, welcome to On the Shelf. I'm very happy to have you here. Um, and thank you for thank you for having me sharing about against the stars there's some more like specific book questions but to start off we always like to do just some fun kind of icebreaker get to know you questions um the first one is very very silly to the point where none of us actually remember who came up with this question but we love asking it so if you were a plate what type of plate would you be so I'm going to go rather than like a type of plate just a very specific plate yeah so I'm going with the plate that you see in the beginning of Taylor Swift's music video for Antihero with the food smiling up at her. I feel like, you know, that's what I want to be. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good answer. Um, and that's also kind of a different interpretation, which is also part of the reason I like asking this question because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's completely, however, like you interpret it when you hear the question, you never really get the same answer twice. And we've never gotten that. So that was a very cool answer. Um, so moving on with the icebreakers, if you had to spend a year in a fictional world, which would you pick and why? Well, I would go with the world of Doctor Who or the Hooniverse, as I guess it is called, because I would just love to spend a year. I mean, I feel like I'd want to spend more than a year. But I would love to spend a year as the Doctor's companion traveling around the universe and time in the TARDIS, but hopefully without the tragic ending that a lot of the characters end up getting. No. I mean, that's fair. But I also feel like since you kind of know the risks that come with it, you would be able to mitigate some of those tragic endings. Hopefully, hopefully. But yeah. also, I do love a tragic ending. So, you know, if I had to go out in style, that's a way to do it. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> because then people would talk about it and it would be like, you know, it's true. On. But that's OK. That's a really good answer. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I you know, it's been a while since I've watched Doctor Who, but I'm getting back into it. So that was kind of the perfect time for mm. that. Yes. Um, all <laughs> right. So, you know, it's a rainy day and you don't have anywhere to be just sitting on your couch, hanging out. Uh, what are some of your go-to comfort, like TV shows, movies, or books? Okay. So my first go-to is always TV. 
that's like my favorite thing for comfort and with that firstly obviously doctor who like i just said that's always the 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 main one um but also crazy ex-girlfriend that's my one of my favorite shows and it's just i've watched it so many times um the good place and parks and rec they're very comforting um movie wise i think my my favorite movie to watch just you know to feel like a warm hug is la la land i love a good musical and with books it would be heartstopper I guess the TV series as well. Um, but that those I could read those over and over and over again. And also the His Dark Materials series. I think Northern Lights or The Golden Compass, as you call it over there, is um one of my most read books, if not the mo- book I've read the most ever. Awesome. Yeah. So I have kind of a Doctor Who follow-up question, because now that I have oh, go on. Um <laughs> do you have like do you have a favorite doctor at all, or kind of just like anyone? Well, so my go-to answer is always the 10th Doctor, David Tennant, but the 12th Doctor, Peter Capaldi, is very much up there too. Like, it's hard to pick between, but those are my favourite eras of the show. Which is why I'm very excited for later this year with David coming back. It's a good time to be a Doctor Who fan right now. (laughs) I know, that's part of the reason I'm getting back into it, because it's like, it's David Tennant. Like, literally, Mm -hmm. it's very exciting. Um. But yeah, I feel the same. I love some David Capaldi. Um, Peter Capaldi, sorry. Uh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, both of them. Anyway, continuing on. Sorry, that was, you know, we get a little sidetracked some here sometimes on On the Shelf, but that's part of the reason podcasts are fun because you can literally exactly whatever yeah. you want. Um, all right, continuing on with some book actually like related questions um what was your main inspiration when it came to writing against the stars and was there any media or anything that helped inspire the book helped kind of form it while you were writing it so I think it initially just came from my general love of sci-fi and particularly when you've got a sci-fi um plot that is that takes the back seat while a very human emotional story Mm -hmm. is at the forefront so, like, my favorite film of all time is Interstellar. I also love Arrival, and both of those are really good examples, I think, of it's got this huge sci-fi concept, but that's not what it's really about. It's really yeah. about this very human story. Um, So that just whole theme was a big influence and inspiration. In terms of um book inspirations, I think the, the biggest one and the most noticeable one is definitely Adam Silvera's They Both Die at the End, which, you know, also involves two boys being brought together by a futuristic technology. Um, so that was hugely influential too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like especially, okay, this is also kind of a side <laughs> for yeah. that book they both die at the end. That is also one of those books where it's like, you know, going into it, what is going to happen. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you when it happens, it's still like shocking. But that's like, I don't know. I think that's a really good comparison. Um, yeah. Mm. So, continuing on with the writing side of things, do you have a favorite or least favorite part of the writing process? So, I think my favorite part would be, sounds like I hate writing, but I think the favorite part is when you finish the first draft, you know, when you've got the whole initial idea, you've written, Mm -hmm. I, I write from start to finish, I don't tend to 
skip ahead or write out of order. I like to have a plan laid out first and then start writing and then go from the beginning to the end. Um, so having that finished initial draft of the whole story is very satisfying because you know there's still work ahead to go. You know, you need to go back through it and make everything work and, you know, fix all the arcs or anything that you've you've messed up. But it's nice to just, you know, have that sense of completion and like, yes, this story is here. It's I can see it now. Um, mm-hmm. That's very that's that's my favorite moment. Um, in terms of least favorite, I would say hmm, that is a hard one. I I think I well I tend to go through phases with writing and it's the same with reading actually where mm-hmm. I'll write loads and loads and loads for like, I'll spend like a month just writing constantly or reading constantly and then I'll spend like three months d- not doing it at all because I just lose motivation entirely so my least favorite part is when that happens but I just like I really want to carry on and I have my plan but I just like it's just exhausting and I don't know I can't find the motivation to get to it. Um, but actually, with Against the Stars, that didn't happen as much as it has with other books. Um, I mean, I know it's the first one to be published, but in terms of the ones I've written, um, it, it was I was did quite well at pushing through it. Um, but yeah, my least favorite part is definitely you know when you lose the motivation. No, yeah, that's completely fair, and I feel like that kind of goes along with like the whole writer's block thing of where it's like mm-hmm. I really want to be doing this, and I know I should be doing this, but I just can't see myself actually doing this right now and even when you're saying like um with the favorite I like I agree with what you were saying of like the point where it's just done because there's the classic advice of like you can't edit a blank page and I think the Mm -hmm. point you have something written the story is complete in some form and just like there I think that's completely fair and that's like you know that's a good moment in the process of like I've done something um but yeah so I just realized I forgot to include a question on the document so I hope it's okay if I go a tiny bit off oh yeah that's fine um yeah so our podcast is called on the shelf so a question we like to ask authors is like what is on your shelf so that's something like what are you currently reading currently watching just kind of currently enjoying type thing so I am well like I said I go through reading phases and I've been quite a a slump this year I haven't done as much as I wish I had but I am currently reading The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and I'm really enjoying it um it's the kind of book where I know I could read it really fast and I I want to but I'm going quite slowly through it but I am enjoying it a lot Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's um that's what I'm currently reading I need to read the sequel to the atlas six that is on my shelf mm. and i i got it when it came out but just haven't read it yet and i just yesterday got um the new becky albertalli imogen obviously i'm very excited to get into that and also coming up very soon is the sequel to juno dawson's her majesty's royal coven which was one of my if not my favorite book i read last year um so i'm very excited for that but yeah so seven husbands at the minute but i've got a a long list to get through straight after Mm -hmm. i i don't know i hope you enjoy seven husbands of evelyn hugo we've done we've um on the podcast we did like a whole like book club series where we went through like all of Mm -hmm. the universe ones and evelyn hugo was definitely like top of everyone's list so that's a you know it's a good i've heard many good things yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so i hope you continue to enjoy it okay so moving on to back to the writing side of things um what is the best writing advice you've ever received? And if you could go back in time, 
to when you're first starting out, like on your writing journey, what do you wish you could tell yourself? Okay. So I, it's not advice that I've received directly, but my favorite author is Patrick Ness. And one piece of advice I once read in an interview somewhere that he, he said that's always stuck with me is that he, when he comes up with an idea, he doesn't start writing the story or planning the story until another idea sticks to it. And I think that that's a really good advice if you struggle to come up with ideas that are big enough. And that's often a problem I have. Like I'll think, oh, this could be a book, but it's not It's not quite there. And so I use that technique with Against the Stars. It, you know, it started out as the idea of, oh, what if there was this technology that lets you see the future that you could access? But I'm like, well, that's not that original and you know, there's not enough there. But then the idea of what if you um, thought you were straight and were questioning your sexuality and decided to have one of those visions and mm-hmm. that made you realize your sexuality. Those two ideas mixed together, suddenly it was like, oh, now here's a story that feels more unique and much more interesting. Um, so I think that's a really good piece of advice. Um, in terms of what I give tell myself, um, I think don't waste time worrying about whether your story is worth writing or worth telling just do it anyway don't don't stress over oh is it any good really what's the point in writing it it's never going to get published there's there's no point worrying about that because it's it's very hard to get published anyway and you shouldn't write a story just to do that you need to write it because you want to and because you love it so even if it ends up being rubbish (laughs) that's fine um just write it anyway yeah, I think that's some really good advice. And even for um the piece you shared before, I had actually never heard that before. So that's like, mm. no, you're just <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> and just spreading um, you know, just spreading the knowledge. That's very cool. Um, yeah, so thank you for that. Um, and continuing with kind of your personal journey with writing, um, have you always wanted to be a writer? Has this just kind of been something you've stumbled onto as you've gone through life of like, oh, I really enjoy this or just kind of your path to um, getting your book published, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I, have definitely always wanted it. It's been like my, whenever I, when I was a kid, if you asked me what I wanted to do when I grew up, I'd have listed a whole other list of random jobs, but the one that was always there that never changed was author I always wanted to be an author um I didn't like necessarily write stories on paper or type them or anything as a child but I was always telling stories mm-hmm. like whether it be in my head or out loud um like I've always been coming up with them so yeah that's truly as far as I can remember all I've ever wanted to do <laughs> um I didn't pursue it academically because I don't think you need to but um yeah it's always been like the goal to be a published author yeah. And now you are. So it's and like, now I am. Yeah. yeah. Wild. <laughs> I know. Um, and I'm actually going to switch around some of the questions just because we kind of segued perfectly into this one. Um, Against the Stars has been out for a month now. How has that experience been for you? It's been really fun and really interesting because obviously this is my first book. So the whole experience is completely new. You know, I know that like an established author would already know what to expect and how it's going to go but this is all like you know any response whether a lot of people read it whether like five people read it anything is amazing um so just seeing people reading and enjoying it seeing people reviewing it um has all been really positive we did a couple of launch events as well and my friends and family came to them but there was also a lot of people who i didn't know that was like really uh, amazing 
um to see people who just heard about it and turned up and like asking for pictures and stuff and i'm just there like oh i'm just a normal person why you want a picture with me uh, but yeah so it's been it's been really fun um and i hope to do it again with the next one yeah well i'm glad you know your first month of being a published author has been treating you well um you know i'm happy we're able to have you on a podcast like this mm-hmm. and just keep kind of the hype train going um because that's always really exciting to do with publishers and authors and everything so going a bit more we have some actual um like book and character related questions obviously we're not gonna Mm -hmm. dive too deep into spoilers and things like that for the audience so you know they're phrased in certain ways for a reason but anyway I you know I think they'll still be kind of insightful and everything um Mm -hmm. fun um so against the stars features multiple povs was one of them easier to write than another um were both of the characters kind of like easy to capture from the writing standpoint how was kind of that process of forming the book Mm -hmm. so our, our two main povs are elliot and seb um and there is I mean, I think there's a lot of me, there's elements of me in all the characters because that's just naturally what happens when you create characters. But there's a lot more of me in Elliot. Um, and so that made him sort of easier to write because, you know, similar backgrounds and similar journeys in terms of sexuality. Um, so I found him quite, his voice came quite naturally to me. Whereas Seb's, um, you know, he's less like me. And so that was more interesting. The def- certainly the more difficult of the two, but no less fun. Awesome. All right. So continuing kind of with the character related thing, obviously we have Elliot and Seb as the main characters, but there's, you know, a good number of other characters that kind of flesh out the extended cast um, of the book. Do you have a favorite out of that kind of group of characters that it's like, you know, maybe I would have written their POV if this was a different story or just kind of a Mm -hmm. favorite character you found along the way? So I, um, so each each of those two main characters, Elliot and Seb, have a very close best friend who you know helps them get through because there's you know a lot of darkness in the book and a lot of struggles that both of them go through, and they both need that support. So for Seb, it's his best friend Aim, and for um, Elliot, it's his best friend Callum. And I have heard when people that have read it have been constantly telling me that they really love Aim, which is really great to hear. Um, especially about side characters because you know they're they aren't the main feature and they don't get as much I was gonna say screen time but I get pa- I guess page time is the correct mm-hmm. <laughs> um so it's nice to hear that they felt that they were fleshed out and I I I love aim and uh, sorry aim and Callum both pretty equally I would say um as like the supportive best friend I think that they were really important and I really enjoyed writing them and they they both they both similarly give like snarky commentary to their respective friends when they need a good slap around the face. <laughs> um, so I had fun with both of those and I, I really love them both. That's awesome. Okay. So the last character related question, um, uh, if for whatever reason, I don't know, however, this would happen, but if, you know, somehow <laughs> you were able to meet Elliot and Seb, do you think you would get along with them? I do think I would. I think, um, you know, like I said, there's elements of me in both, uh, particularly with Elliot and and as was with their friends as well. A lot of that was influenced by the friends I have. So I think that 
they would slot quite nicely into my friend group. <laughs> I think we'd have a fun time. Hey, that's awesome. I always really like asking that question because it's always, I mean, there's always some variation of like this character has a part of me, but it always really depends on the type of story because sometimes it's just like, no, they would hate me. They would see me and immediately yeah. <laughs> like, no, get out of my face. So I think that's really cool yeah. Um, with all of that. And I don't know, that's just, I don't know. I like to hear when authors think they would be friends with their characters because that's just kind of... <laughs> adds a fun layer to the book okay so we are at our final question um and it's our shop small corner and just some general kind of backstory for why we have this question um way back when when the podcast was started we were connected to our own independent bookseller in North Carolina and we always like to give authors an opportunity when they're on here to kind of shout out a place where people can find their books and support them, as well as a small business to support uh, at the same time. So I will let you share all the places you want to shout out and just general places where people can buy against the stars. Yeah, so local bookshops to me, um, at the minute, I'm not aware of any that are stocking it, but I'm planning on going in to them to speak to them hopefully we can get it in a few of them but one of my um favorite local bookshops around this area is it's called the bookish type and it is based in leeds um which is like the nearest city to where i am um in west yorkshire um and it is a queer bookshop so they just sell queer books which is amazing and they sometimes do little pop-up pop book stalls so they'll come over to uh, my hometown which is like a i don't know 20 minute train away from where they are and they'll bring like a selection of books and we can go into like a cafe in Huddersfield to buy from there as well which is really amazing to see them you know um going to other places and expanding out of just their shop and it shows that there's a real thirst for indie bookshops especially queer ones which is lovely um in terms of places where you can buy against the stars I know of at least two um indie bookshops in America that are stocking it because they've tagged me on social media, which was truly wild to see the first time when I saw a video of my book all, um, in a pile in a shop in Washington, DC. I'm like, I've never been there. <laughs> That's across the ocean. That's wild. <laughs> um, so there is uh, Little District Books in Washington, DC. They stock it. And also Hook and Puck Books in Glendale, California. Um, and both of those have websites that you can order from as well. I think they deliver. Um, you'll have to check and see. But um, you can also buy the book directly from um, the publisher. So if you don't want to go through um, other other routes, you can buy from them. And and Tiny Ghost Press are an indie um, small press as well. So it would be supporting small business too. Um, so you can buy the books direct from them as well as um, a whole bunch of merch for each book. They make things like T-shirts, tote bags, um all sorts of things that, um that you can get so yeah you can get, check it out there as well yeah and i you know i did a quick google search to verify this uh, but you can also order it through um our independent bookstore in north carolina so all of the links amazing are in the show notes below um you know all you need to do is go down click on the link it'll take you right to the book page um for all of the booksellers and those will also be added to our map of small bookstores we have running where it basically has all of the bookstores any author has recommended us so if you're ever in a new or different area and you want to find a new book to read there is a good chance we will have a bookstore for you and I think 
this is the first one in DC we have that's going to be added there. So oh, that's quite a nice. cool addition. Um, but yeah, so just thank you so much for joining me today. I've been really looking forward to this interview um, since I got my ARC copy of the book. And I'm glad, you know, able to support Tiny Ghost Press any way I can and support their authors and, you know, especially a debut author. So just thank you a lot. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed. At this time, I would like to thank Tiny Ghost Press, who published Against the Stars and has also published books by a couple of the other authors we've had on On the Shelf. This is a smaller publisher who is we have loved working with here on the podcast and always sends us copies of the books to read and always makes it so we can interview the amazing authors we have on the show, such as Christopher Hartland, who we just talked to. Just thank you so much to Tiny Ghost Press for everything you do. And thank you to you, for you, the listener, for listening to this episode. As always, I'm Nora Quinn, and this is On the Shelf.